today on a special bonus episode of the Rusty George podcast, we have a chance to have a conversation with an assistant coach for the Los Angeles Lakers, a man by the name of Mike Penberthy. Mike is a friend of the show. He was one of our first guests, and he is a friend of mine. He and I have lived in the same town now for about 17 years. Uh, Our kids went to school together, and just an all-around great guy, a follower of Jesus, and spent years playing basketball, both in the NBA and also overseas, and now finds himself as an assistant coach for the Lakers. As many of you know, the city of Los Angeles and the basketball world is grieving the loss of Kobe Bryant. And I thought it'd be really great to hear from somebody on the inside how the team is grieving this loss. What do you do as a leader to lead a group of people through the loss of a legend like his coaching staff is having to do right now and might help some of you process your grief over this tragedy, even if you weren't a big fan of the Lakers or Kobe? The loss of nine lives in a helicopter accident uh, is just devastating, especially knowing that several of those people were children. It's just hit us all in unique ways. And so I wanted to ask Mike if he would be so kind as to come on the show and give us a little bit of insight. And also, as a follower of Jesus, how he is able to kind of use this opportunity to share the good news of Jesus. So here's my conversation with Mike Pemberley. Hey, Mike, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. I think you were one of our first guests ever. So, um, you know, longtime participant, that makes you part of the uh, part of the club. But uh, great to have you back. Great to be here. And uh, I'm excited to talk with you guys. Yeah, unfortunately, it's under these circumstances. Um, you know, how, how are you doing? You knew Kobe, you played with Kobe. Um, I, I think that there's probably there are very few people that were very close to Kobe. But I mean, this certainly impacts you because this is a guy that was part of your life for the last, you know, 18 years at least. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think we're all shocked. I mean, I definitely was was shocked and surprised and, um, you know, I, I was somewhat numb on Sunday through the whole thing. And then, uh, you know, as a, as you bump into other people and you see friends and t- other teammates, you know, around the Lakers, uh, the emotions hit. You hear stories from other people talking. You see Shaq's interview. Uh, you know, you see things that people that are hurt by that. You know, that that triggers some emotion. But, um, but yeah, I've known him for a long time. I just spoken with him uh, recently, gave him a hug and all that. So it was he was uh, he was definitely treated me as part of the Laker family. That's for sure, and one of his old teammates. So it was great to do that and see him with that but um i think we're all just a little bit surprised you know uh, still a little bit shocked by the whole thing right give us uh one of your your favorite kobe memories i know that you and the team spent some time yesterday i think just sharing kobe stories um what what comes to mind uh just a memory of him yeah well i i knew kobe kobe ate you know, not Kobe 24. So Kobe 8 was – I had Kobe when he was 22 years old and he was young and brash and trash-talking and we're trying to take on the league and establish himself. And so, um, you know, Kobe 8 was a, was a handful to deal with. So it was super talented uh, nonetheless. But, yeah, we had some – we had some battles in practice. You know, he had he had played against Devin George enough, and Brian Shaw didn't want to guard him, so I ended up being the guy who guarded him quite a bit in practice. And 
He also liked it because there were days when he was like, I'm not trying to go hard today. So I would take it easy and not play hard. Uh-huh. And there would be other days when he was mad because we lost or he didn't play well. And then I would take the brunt of that. So we would get, you know, we'd get in some <laughs> scuffles in practice. But that was that was normal for Cope because he, he went so hard and he was always pushing you. And he was always testing you to see if you were tough. And once he believed you were, you know, he was your guy. I mean, he'd jump in the foxhole with you. He'd ride ride it out with you. If you needed him for anything, he was there. So, um, but yeah, tough, tough competitor. I think one of the first things that ever happened with Kobe was, um, you know, he jumped over me in practice one time, literally over the top of me. <laughs> um, so his athleticism was insane. Um, you know, I saw him make, so I think, I think Kobe Bryant is the greatest, like tough shot maker of all time. Like every time he shot some of the, there was there were so many shots that he took and made that we would all go, how did he do that? You know, like how in the world did he make that shot? Right. So, um, and he did that all the time. I think three of the top ten. I was on Sports Center top ten three times with him, and all three times, they were the worst passes I ever threw, and he made the <laughs> he made them look so good. So. Uh, I can, as I'm thinking about it right now, like I remember thinking, like, man, I just threw that pass into the stands. That was terrible. And then he went up and caught it and dunked it and then was like, good pass. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That was a horrible pass. So he made, he, he made me look good on a lot of occasions, but he, he definitely made all of us look real good in the playoffs and winning championships. So pretty amazing guy. Yeah. Well, I know that, I mean, it's just like you said, it's a state of shock. We're a few days into this. I mean, the news is just settling. It's just so tragic, the loss of these kids, their parents, the way it impacts families. But let me ask you about just, you know, you're a leader on the team now. You're not just a player. You're an assistant coach. Right. How are you guys as as leaders of the team having to lead this and help these, a lot of these guys are young through this kind of tragedy they may have never, never experienced before? Yeah, I would say... You know, there's a there's a obvious professionalism that's necessary. You got to get up and go to work and and get in and get do your job and focus and maintain your work ethic and those type of things. And there's you know understanding that there's going to be times and moments and you know waves of emotion maybe throughout practice or throughout the days. And I think we're a little more you know sympathetic and empathetic to the players as it pertains to those type of outbursts. Or frustrations and things like that, because obviously the high emotion from all of our guys. But you know, we're just trying to help them understand it's okay to have those those moments, but it's also necessary for us to get back to work. And um, you know, we have a obviously we have a job to do, and and um, you know, we would honor Kobe with our hard work and and do the best we can every day. So that's that's the main yeah. thing. The other thing is. You know, everybody's different. Some guys need to laugh. You know, we try to keep things light sometimes just to help us, you know, re- remind us that we're all having a good time and that it's still fun to be out here. Um, and then when there's times when we need to talk seriously, we talk seriously. So um, it, 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 is, right. it is a balancing act for sure uh, with everybody. But um, I, I, would, I think Frank Vogel's done a great job of, of, of leading the whole situation. I think he's perfect for it because he's not – 
all the way in as a, in terms of the Laker family from the past, but he is the new Laker family, and so he can kind of give perspective from his from his view on the situation. That that'll help us a lot. He's done a great job so far. So, from your perspective, I mean, you're obviously a follower of Jesus, and th- these moments are the moments where people start asking questions about what's next and where is Kobe and and even their own personal life. How how do you kind of use this as an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus without coming across as aggressive or opportunistic? Um, you know, what's been the balance for you on this? Well, I try to just help shape people's view of God. Um, you mm-hmm. know, if, if there isn't, if there is no God in their minds, then there is no hope. Um, so, right. If they're, you know, from, from that perspective, I just say, okay, so what happens now if for you if you're not, if you don't believe in God, now what? Now where's Kobe? You know, where, right. where how do you see him mm-hmm. again? So the, the idea of there being hope um, for those of us who, who, who know Jesus and believe, believe that he is, is the only way to salvation, that that hope gives us something to look forward to. And, and the idea of possibly seeing him again, and maybe he is there. I, you know, obviously... None of us know where we stand you know, at the end of the, at the end of our days, except that we can hopefully say, "Okay, we knew Christ." Now, I don't know. I didn't know Kobe well enough to know that answer. You know where he was and where he stood in that. But I did see Kobe's life change as he got older and he became more mature. And there's two sides to him. Obviously, the Mamba side, which was a killer in a basketball court, and there was Kobe, the father, dad. That I that I like. I said I saw him in August, and he was a completely different person. Um, so, but I don't know where mm-hmm. he stood on that in life. But, but the idea that people would say, "Why, why would God allow this?" or those type of those are really tough philosophical questions, um, and they can be right. they can be answered in some some difficult ways. But the reality is, to say that there isn't a God is 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 ending the whole discussion altogether. So that's where right. that's where I start, and then from there I present. The person of Christ, who not only is is who I believe is is God, but one who came and suffered the same pain that we're feeling right now, he suffered as well mm-hmm. on Earth, and then conquered that suffering and that pain in rising from the dead. So, there's a if I'm going to believe in anybody, I'm going to believe in that guy. You know, I'm going to believe in the guy yeah. who not only who I believe who I believe conquered all these issues that I'm struggling with I'm going to believe in him I'm not going to believe in the guy who didn't have answers and didn't know and didn't claim to be God you know I want to believe in the the ultimate winner in this whole situation which is Jesus Christ if he's the ultimate winner then I'm going to believe in him so um, and he did share in the same sufferings that we are we are going through as well so that tells me that okay God is not distant he's not far away he is involved directly with our with our suffering and our pain and knows that same feeling of losing someone, even his own son, uh, on the cross. Having said all that, mm-hmm. uh, that 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 leads into obviously deeper discussions. So that's where I start with 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 people and with players and with mm-hmm. questions. I was in a long text with somebody in Europe who was asking me about that and the whole why why would God do this type of thing came up and so yeah. you know that that it's 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 happening around the world and I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of those type of things, uh, type of type of discussions with, with folks. But 
you know, I try to start, I try to start with the idea of hope, you know, and that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the difficulties on earth here are, are no different, um, you know, than what the Lord has already experienced himself. And he knows the suffering and pain that we're going through. And he's ultimately our comfort and our salvation at the end of the day. Right. That's so good. I heard somebody say one time that none of us are on a truth quest. We're all on a hope quest. Right. And I think at the end of the day, this is what a lot of people are trying to figure out. Where do we where do we go from here? And, and you know, you look at it from just the worldly perspective. Here's a guy that has all the money in the world, all the fame in the world. He's got the best of security around him. Yeah. And death, death still gets him. It gets us all in the end. So it makes us all take stock of of what's next. Yeah, I think it's a great it's a great point. It's so true. I mean, that's the world I live in now is uh, the NBA world is is full of uh, of a it's a blessed life really. But in the end, it doesn't. It's not going to save you if 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 you're in the situation that that your life is going to be taken. I mean, that that money means nothing. So, um, right. but yeah, difficult difficult to walk through those things. But I think. I think the Bible and and the uh, the idea of Jesus Christ offers a real solution to those to those issues. Amen. Well, Mike, uh, I appreciate your time. Um, I, I want to ask just how we can be praying for you. Uh, you know, obviously, our selfish prayers pray that the Lakers win another championship. But you know, besides the fact, how how could we how can we pray for you personally as you kind of walk through this? Yeah, just wisdom and. Uh, and um, love for these players and people that I'm in, in contact with. Um, you know, I, I'm open to having conversations with these guys. I'm close enough to them where I do believe they will continue to have conversations going forward. So this is by no means, you know, just because he, whatever, we have a funeral, memorial, whatever it is, you know, those questions and conversations, because we've been through this together, are going to continue to happen. And just pray that I have the wisdom and mm-hmm. and uh, and just clarity of thought as I present just the idea of Christ to these guys when when the opportunity does present itself. So that's what I would say. And I really appreciate your prayer. Definitely will. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for being on the show and praying for you guys and your family as you uh, as you walk through this. Thanks, Rusty. Great being here. Well, I'm so grateful for Mike sharing some time with us and some insight for us. Anytime you lose somebody, it has an impact on you, whether you knew them well or not. For many of our community, having watched Kobe Bryant for 20 years and celebrating him, whether he was perfect or not, and we know he wasn't, nobody is, it still has an impact on your life. And so hopefully this was encouraging to you. Share it with a friend and pass it along. We'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode. And we'll be talking about Valentine's Day and maybe some to-dos and some to-don'ts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.